Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here is your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean, and good evening from Los Angeles. It's Mike Dowler, and this is Conversations, episode number nineteen. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And again, on Twitter, it's very, very simple. At Converse Radio, like the shoe without the e. At Converse Radio, clever, eh? And on Facebook, we are at Conversations, the podcast. Drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you as well. It's going to be conversationspod at gmail.com. And the website, conversationspod.wixsite.com slash conversations. The podcast is available on the website as well as on Podbean 2. So a lot of um, a lot of good shows there. 19 in on season 2 and just having a blast here. So thank you. I want to thank last week's guest from Splitting Up Together, which is on ABC, Olivia Kevill. Olivia joined us uh, last week and uh, talked about the show. And uh, the good news is, is that show has been renewed for season two. So we were all very, very excited, as was Olivia. And as was our co-host, who is back again two weeks in a row. I want to say hi to singer, songwriter, fashionista, actress, Josiah Bear. Hi guys, how are you? Welcome back. Yes, glad to have you. Back, yeah, third time's a charm, eh? Absolutely, eh? You've been in Canada too long, eh? (laughs) Oh man, oh man, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Thanks for coming in tonight, and appreciate you helping out with uh, the podcast. Oh, of course, my pleasure. And again, last night, of course, was the season finale for a lot of shows. uh, Last night, ABC, of course, uh, Roseanne, phenomenal show. It's just amazing. And then the middle, I got to tell you. It was bittersweet. After nine years, I think as we talked about last week, everyone watched that show. It's the kind of show you watched every single week. You know? Right. It was that good. Yeah, so. no, it was an amazing show. And, and it's kind of sad. I'm like, no. I know. Why? But, you know, I, maybe maybe this will get people more excited about the show. Maybe they'll have a revamp. You never you know? know. You never know. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking spinoffs would be kind of cool, too. Totally. Of course, nine seasons. It's phenomenal for the show. Casey Burke, who played Cindy Brick's love interest on the show. She's a friend of Conversations as well as um, a co-host every now and then. I was there for four seasons and uh, she did really, really well. I'm hoping on uh, splitting up together that Olivia has that success too. That too last night was the finale for the season. Uh, eight, Eight shows in the can. They are renewed. They will start filming again in August. And the cool thing is, is... um. For Olivia, as that uh, they're on the same lot uh, that uh, the Middlewars on, they're on Warner Brothers. So um, yeah, very true. Very exciting. So good for her. And again, that podcast is up on our website. That's conversations. Uh, conversations episode number eighteen. It's also on Podbean. So again, there's a link to Podbean on our site. You can go into that, go to that site, and you can sign up for the RSS feed, which is basically when podcasts come out, they go right to your device, which is amazing. A lot of good podcasts there. So check those out. Um, you got an event uh, in Santa Monica this Saturday. Yes, yeah. Actually, uh, that is, is it Saturday? It is Saturday. Yes. Uh, yeah, we're going to be uh, having a really cool event, and it's actually free. And it's uh, this Saturday, May 26th, and it's from 7 to 10 p.m. And it's uh, at the Unurban Coffee House, which is right on Pico Boulevard, 
3301 Pico Boulevard in Santa okay. Monica. It should be exciting. That should be fun. And again, that's a free event. So come by, yes. support. Are you bringing some merchandise with you as well? Some merch? Uh, you know what? I actually might. Uh, I'm actually going to be revamping some new merchandise for uh, the new music I'm releasing. Uh, but I will have merchandise there, probably in front of the coffee area. Oh, very good. Our guest tonight, and I'm going to butcher his name, I'm sorry, oh gosh, Nikolai Nikolov, and uh, he is from Australia. He is an actor. Um, he has done a lot. I mean, the resume is uh, is phenomenal. Shows like Six, The OA, he was a Power Ranger. He's got a new movie coming out called Mile 22. Just a ton of stuff that he's done, worked consistently for, uh, well, geez, more than a decade. I mean, just a lot of a lot of good stuff out there. He hails from Melbourne, Australia. Funny enough, he was born the day after Christmas. What a Christmas present that was for your for your family. Nikolai, how are you? I'm very good, Mike. I'm very good. Great to be here with you guys. And again, say your last name again. I'm so sorry about that. I was going to say you were very close, mate. It's uh, Nikolai Nikolaev. Nikolaev. So very similar to the first one. Nikolaev. <laughs> Nikolaev. Okay, yeah. Nikolaev. That's back like when we had... Uh, uh, Shopway Aluko on. I was like, is it Sope? No, it's Shopway. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, yeah. but um, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm really good. I am. Um, I'm enjoying life to the max at the moment, and um, yeah, it's it's a pretty special time of uh, of you know of my life. Um, I don't know. It's 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 just it's just nice to be happy. Now, summer in LA versus summer in Australia. No comparison. Well. It's, I mean, when is it not summer in LA? Really, like True. it's uh, um, you know, it's it's permanent retirement home village. Um, sorry, <laughs> retirement village weather uh, in Los Angeles. It's always it's always sunny. It's fantastic. Uh, but I do I do miss the four seasons of Melbourne. There's a, there's a there's a quote I saw a while back. It says, "LA is like the beauty salon at the end of the universe." You exactly. Know, <laughs> exactly what it yep. is. You've got a lot going on again. Uh, your your work is, uh, is is phenomenal, and certainly a testimony of of just how dedicated you are to the craft of acting. And again, you got your start early on in Australia. So the early days, uh, you went to school. Uh, obviously, that's that usually helps. Most people go to school. Uh, there are schools in Australia. Yes, the, the acting bug hit you at twelve. It was your first really your first interest in it. That's correct? right. That's right. Yeah, I was about twelve, um, and um, I ended up, um, you know, coming home and telling the parents that I wanted to be an actor, and I think they raised an eyebrow. And uh, I was blessed with parents that were really supportive of um, whatever I wanted to do. Dad said, "Look, you know, chase your dreams as long as you get an education." And right. um, I, uh, yeah, you know, was was able to enroll myself into some drama classes that I actually thought was like an acting agency. Yeah, and it turned out to be uh, a drama school, but uh, one of the teachers there did have his uh, like an agency that he ran, and I um, signed with him maybe two years later, and then got my first job at the age of sixteen um, on a show called Crash Zone, which was um, Buena Vista, which is kind of like uh, Walt Disney's European division. Okay, yeah, and and just knew like first day on set, I knew this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Now, was that just was that just seen in Australia? No, that was shown. Um, uh, that was shown around the planet. I don't know if that was ever shown in the states, though. Yeah. Because um, I, I remember seeing like German and French dubbing of our show, and it was hilarious and and quite bewildering to see with with a German and French actor um, <laughs> doing doing my voice, as you could imagine. So um, yeah, 
it was a very popular show in Australia. We did two seasons of it. I, I wish we did more, but um, an amazing kind of introduction into the into the industry. And things kind of took off for you from that point. I mean, it just kind of from that point on, you really worked consistently in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Look, in Melbourne, um, where I was born, we, there was a lot of kids shows that were being made uh, because I think <laughs> I think the the rules uh, and restrictions on child labour oh. <laughs> in the film industry was a, different. <laughs> was, a, was a little bit more relaxed as opposed to Sydney. And uh, and anyway, look. Um, Australian TV channels had a quota of Australian content that they needed to show, including kids kids TV. And so Melbourne was a bit of a hub point for, for these kind of productions. And so that's where I got my kind of um, uh, my stomping ground, I guess, my uh, my taste for it. Boy, that sounds familiar. It's just, I mean, the story sounds so familiar because we've had, we've had other guests from Australia that have made it big in the States as well, like Freya Tengeli. Um Casey Burke on the middle has actually, actually spent time in Australia as well. So um, mm-hmm. there's definitely um, there's definitely uh, some common ground on that point, but uh, again, then, then on to shows like Sea Patrol. Yeah, and then I, that was um, you know that was <clears throat> when I kind of entered you know um, prime time drama, I guess, and and non you know non kid shows, and still to date, it's pretty much the best job I've ever had. I mean, Daredevil was close in, in that, you know, I was wearing, I was working, you know, in the States um, on, a, on a huge Marvel Netflix show playing a really cool character. But Sea Patrol, man, if anybody, if any of your listeners have ever seen it, um, uh, they would know how, like, as an actor, like, performing this kind of stuff was, was amazing. You know, you're on a, you're filming on a real Navy warship. Um, and, you know, at 7 a.m., you're, you're, you're fully kitted up with your, uh, with your guns and your, you know, your tactical gear, and then you have to be lowered on a off a moving warship, on a on a little um, what they call a rib, which is like a rigid hull inflatable boat, and they and then you have to go and you know kind of ch- uh, tackle, I guess, or, or take down whatever boat is trying to get away from you, and this is all happening whilst you're moving at, at you know <laughs> quite a quick pace. Um, yeah, n- no acting was required. It's just kind of you have to jump from ship to ship, you know, just to save your life kind of thing. And, uh, and we were filming in really tumultuous circumstances. And oh, I just, I just had one of the, the, the most amazing experiences of my life. Did you ever fall in the water? I ne- I came really close. <laughs> I, um, I, I hit the, like a, a bo- like an electrical power box and it kind of knocked me back and I f- fell kind of over the edge. But, but if you can picture like the, the railing was low. And so my, my knees bent. And I was able to kind of lock my knees off as my as my head was kind of, uh, you know, on the other side, like um, facing down towards the water. And then I kind of scrambled up. And we've got it on camera somewhere. I'm sure I'd love to see the, the blooper reel of that. I'm sure, yeah. Josiah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you gathered this as I, as I have, but a lot of the roles that he plays seem very physically demanding. Right? I mean, <laughs> you know, did you take any sort of like... <laughs> See, here we've got, like, a in L.A., we've got this place called XMA, and it's, like, um, how would I say? It's, like, a special stunts uh, type of place. Uh, did you ever have to do anything kind of, like, a, along the lines of that sort of training? Yeah. 
I, I did actually. I um, uh, first of all, I was always like you know an inquisitive and uh, an active young young kid. Um, you know, it's funny. I lived in a three story apartment. My parents um had <clears throat> their apartment in uh, East St Kilda, which is you know inner city Melbourne. And uh, every chance I got to get out of there and you know uh, jump on friends' trampolines or climb up trees or whatever, you know, I I always did. And so um, I was always very active. I did a short film called Forged which I think is available online. I think it may be on a YouTube or Vimeo. Um, a really cool little kind of, um, you know, martial arts, uh, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but I mean, the director, writer, David No, he kind of, you know, he kind of called it a Australian martial arts epic. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I, I was in training for that for a number of years, sorry, a number of months. Um, and, and I went to the stunt, um, like a uh, stunt school. Um, training with the the professional stunt guys, and um, and so yeah, we would we would do flips and and you know work on our kind of uh, choreography for the for the sword fights, and um, yeah. So to answer your question, yes, I've always been physical, and it's been really cool to bring it in, um, you know, into my film world as well. In fact, today I just watched um, somebody sent me a clip on my on my Instagram um, with a, a little clip of Power Rangers. And um, um, a scene in there that I, I did a backflip in one of the fight scenes, and it took me about forty five minutes to work on the on the producer to allow me to do that. And I and I was really you know it was quite a, a quite a moment in my career to be allowed to to kind of do a stunt like that on screen. So at what point do they say, Nikolai, you're great, but let's bring a stuntman in? <clears throat> I think they do a quick cost cost benefit kind of thing, like look. We've got the stunt guys on, on, on tap. We need you for another, you know, five months or whatever it is. If you get injured, we're going to be really upset. You know, like it's it's going to throw us um, completely out. So, um, you know, a, a lot of the time they won't let you do that unless you are, you know, like a qualified professional, which, look, I'm a professional actor, but I'm, yeah. not, a, I'm not an accredited stuntman. So, but but um, you're in shape. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, I, I actually went like on that on that show. I actually went to, to train with the stunt guys to their you know gymnasium oh. after after hours. And so I think the the um, uh, Koichi, uh, who's the executive producer of that, and and he's also the second unit director. He's like he he actually was the original Red Ranger stunt double. Really? Um, well, yeah, he's a he's a really cool cat, and he's like the the big head honcho of the whole franchise now he saw that I could do some stuff, but you know, it's still a gamble to, to let one of your principal actors, you know, kind of do a backflip on concrete. And, um, um, you know, I feel like it's kind of a lost art. Cause I mean, you do, you do have like places like XMA that teach actors how to do crazy stunts and all that. But, there's only three main actors today that do all of the stunts, and that is Angelina Jolie, uh-huh. uh, Tom Cruise, and Keanu Reeves. Ah, uh-huh. I did not know that. So, yeah, it's it's an insane amount of uh, issues. You know, your actor gets hurt. Right. And it's you know these are dangerous things that you guys are having to do. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Look, I am. Um, um... I'm very blessed, and I'd love to see the insurance clauses uh, on their contracts for for allowing them to do that stuff. D, are you are you sore at the end of the day, though? I mean, when you got a roll like that, I mean, that's like that's just you know. Nah, yeah, the adrenaline is pumping too too is much, it? and um, um, you know, you just kind of 
you come home really satisfied from being able to to be part of such a mechanism just on an acting front, but then also, you know, if if you can bring other things like physical kind of movement to it. I think it's um it's a very satisfying feeling. And we mentioned, you know, the shows we're working on, of course, the OA six and Daredevil. These are all shows that folks can sit out and just binge watch. I mean, which is uh, the way people watch TV now. That's the way I watch TV. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> um, the the landscapes change, you know, and um, uh, when you want it, and and how, however much you want it, you know, um, um, I quite like it because there's been many a night where just one episode will not do, and um, um, <laughs> you know, you immerse yourself, you get lost in the story, and before you know it, five episodes in, it's three a.m. and you're still going, and, and uh, you just can't stop. Josiah, are you a binge watcher? Oh, I am such a binge watcher. I just <laughs> I just binge watched last night the new Cobra Kai series. Ah. You guys hear Cobra Kai? It's, I, I heard it's of it, yeah. It's Karate Kid uh, offspring, and um, it's very exciting. It's kind of Netflix's launch attempt to become um, – I'm sorry, not Netflix. Uh, YouTube's launch to become more like, like Netflix and, and uh, Hulu. Are you and I, I see that you know you're in and other stuff like uh like you have a new project coming out called We Were Tomorrow. You know, is that already like finished or that's kind of different from some of the movies that you've been doing, like Daredevil. Well, Daredevil's a series, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, this one's a this one's a really quirky project that I um I actually filmed um uh, about maybe two years ago now uh, in Queensland um, uh, with an amazing young kind of um, aspiring filmmaker by the name of Madeline Kennedy. And she, um, she's no joke. She, she wrote this thing and it's the best way I can describe it is epic. <laughs> um, uh, she made it on, on a shoestring budget and, and she's still actually going. Um, I, I believe the last I heard, they're actually splitting it up. It was supposed to be a feature film, but then uh, she had interest from a couple of big networks wanting to expand it. And so instead of releasing it like a feature film, they're actually they're actually adding to it to make it into a four or a six part series. I'm I'm not entirely sure. So they've they've actually done a number of reshoots um, or like like, like uh, additional footage, uh, even even here in LA as well. And like when I came on, they they just come back from Thailand and China to do the film. Wow. I mean, they've got this one shot that just, it's just mind boggling. It's on the great wall of, of the two lead actors walking and it's snowing. And oh, wow. uh, apparently it hadn't snowed on the great wall for a long time, actually, like uh, for the last five years. And, um, and somehow they got this shot. Like I had been to the great wall about three years ago. So, so quite uh, maybe, yeah, a year before um, I was um, brought on to the, to the project. And, if 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 anyone if you know of any of your listeners have been there, they know that there's like there's a couple of thousand people on the thing at any one time. You know, oh, so yeah. you can't really walk around. You know, um, but somehow they they went to the end of like the public area or whatever, and they pointed the camera to to this, and there was no one there, and so they they walked, and so it just looks just mind boggling. And um, um, I don't know if there's a trailer out, but it's, um, I'm really excited to see what that project actually turns out to be. Yeah. I mean, it looks really cool. I mean, would you say it's kind of uh, got that sort of uh, vibe of the OA? No, 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 totally different. It's no, it's, the OA is um, the OA is its own beast. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, actually I have a friend. Uh, I don't know if you met him, but his name's, uh, Brendan Pereira. Oh yes, yes, from from the OA. 
Yeah, the OA. He was he's on there. He plays gosh, who does he play? He uh, plays wow. one of the, I don't the kids. Yeah, one of the kids. He uh plays Alfonso. Uh-huh. Uh so that particular show is so it's so interesting and it's such a mind puzzle. Uh, would you say it was very interesting trying to uh, really compare yourself to that, that character that you played? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. I, I um, you know, you're playing a, a billionaire oligarch in a very mysterious part of of Siberia, I guess, and and like it's its own little kind of um, secretive um, enclave of of other billionaire oligarchs. Um, you played Roman, correct? That's right. Yeah, yes. Roman Azarov. Roman. He's um, the father of um, Prairie. Uh, very, very interesting, um, yeah, mysterious backstory that um, that I look forward to seeing what what happens with him. Sounds yeah, exciting. yeah. Sounds See, exciting. the reason why I was like, I, I want to tell the audience because I've seen the OA, and I, you know, sometimes the audience doesn't un- like, you know, understand. I mean, you've yeah. gotten an amazing amount of credits. Oh, thank you. Would you say yeah. there's like one particular role that was your favorite? Uh, look, I think as I said before, Sea Patrol was a uh, as an insane you know opportunity for me. Um, but like recently, um, filming Six was pretty special as well because that was in Vancouver. We filmed for five months, and I'm the I'm the bad guy, I guess. And <laughs> I, I hate saying bad guy because you know it just kind of dumbs it down. Um, Evil villain, it, yes. Think of a mustache twirling kind of, you know, two <laughs> character. But this guy starts off, you know, helping, helping, you know, the CIA with their missions and stuff. And he just wants a better life for his family, which I think a lot of people can relate to. But then um, um, everything goes horribly wrong, and um, things happen to his family that I wouldn't wish on on anyone. Uh, and he, the interesting part of this story, this this character, is that we see his evolution from. A low-level fixer to you know wanting to eager to please and, and just trying to you know make something of himself and, and for his family to uh, the overlord I guess um, spanning you know a huge vast network of um, of contacts and um, you know like a I guess like a, um, the ISIS leader. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah. wow! Yeah. And, and what it what it delves into is um, the show what I'm particularly happy about is that it's not afraid to kind of talk about what I call the gray areas. Um, it's, it's not black and white. It's not like, Oh, us versus them or, or you know what I mean? Like the first episode of six opens with one of their seal members, you know, uh, committing a war crime, uh, you know, point blank murdering someone. And so if the audience was expecting their squeaky clean and, you know, hoorah USA, USA kind of, um, patriotic we can do no wrong we're the good guys kind of thing well they're in for another thing you know they're they're in for another another story and i think that's why it's resonated with a lot of people because audiences are getting smarter you know no one no one's born good no sorry no one's born bad wanting to do bad things to another person it's it's a very complex evolution and and this show tackles that well and truly and I think with most shows, most shows now that are on, the audience is going to pick their favorite their favorite character anyway. And that and that show, uh, you mentioned you know playing the bad guy versus the good guy, the squeaky clean uh, guy versus the one that's committed war crimes. All very different, but something for everybody. I think that's why those shows are so good. Yeah, look, I, I think it's it's they're good because they um they make people think, and yeah. I think um um that's needed. 
there's there's a, a lot of mindless television on there. I will I will uh, I will admit, um, but it's good to uh, you know keep your uh, have a ship of shows on there, keep your cranium going, and you can sit there and watch them. And uh, you know, so and... I think look, there's a there's a place for everything. You know, like, oh, yeah. uh, I I love a little bit of dumb dumb TV, uh, <laughs> just much the, the next person. But but um, I don't know. There's a lot of choice and. Um, I guess I'm in a particular stage of my life that I, I want kind of good quality TV that, that makes you uh, stop and, and maybe, you know, uh, think about some stuff. And look, I don't know if 6 will will 100% do that, but I know Series 2, uh, sorry, Series 1 definitely did it for me. You know, there's a scene where Rip, um, the main guy played by the wonderful Walton Goggins, um, he comes back from a deployment and... Um, uh, you know, it's found out that he he executed someone, and 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 this 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 kind of you know mid America middle America guy kind of walks up to him in a diner as he's sitting there eating. He's there with his family, and he, and he says, you know, uh, I don't care what all of them say. I, I say, um, uh, kill all the ragheads. Um, I'm really I'm really happy, and let me buy you your meal. Ah. And he kind of looks up at him, and he he just kind of you see this moment where I mean, it's it's a yeah, I don't know. I can't even describe it. Like he just does such a fantastic job where he kind of he gets a serviette and he wipes his mouth and he goes, "Excuse me," and he, and he makes a point of paying for his own meal, you know, because there's, there's people that just don't get it, you know. Yeah, and uh, kind of like getting the last word, so to uh, speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's that's smart TV. Right Amazing. There. That's I mean, that's the process. I mean, how is the process shooting in Australia versus working on shows um, in the states? Uh, is there a big difference? Was there a difference when you started doing uh, stuff here? I'd say, I'd say money is a is a is a bit of a difference. Well, yeah. Like um, Australians, um, there isn't you know as, as much money. Our, our our kind of you know audience is smaller, and um, so you know the market is smaller. So we don't have the advertising dollars that, that get thrown behind a production to to right. really you know bump up the the production values, maybe, um, uh, you know, explosions and sci-fi stuff, you know, that's why you're not going to see, you're not going to see too many kind of Australian sci-fi shows. <laughs> but there, but, there is a thriving, um, entertainment community. I mean, as far as, you know, movies and, and, and TV uh, yeah, in Australia as well. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very, um, I miss it very much. I, I, um, I love, uh, w- w- you know, working in Australia with Australian crews and I, and I look forward to, to coming back and doing more there. Um, Look, you know, the structure is the same, but I think there's maybe a little bit of money, and and also, oh, something interesting that I like got exposed to, and that was primarily on Daredevil, is the quality control and the the writers and the kind of overseeing of of like the story. Sure. Yeah, because I mean, with Marvel especially, they're they're not just thinking about this one episode or this one series; they're actually thinking of multiple series for that particular property right then multiple series with that particular property being intertwined with other properties a la defenders and you know like luke cage and um jessica jones and then they're also thinking of like the bigger marvel universe and how everything fits in together with the feature films as well you know so so you're really exposed to some powerful you know you you might be on set filming something and they're like no it can't be like that you're like why? Like, we just we just can't tell you, but it can definitely not be like that. And um, that that was an interesting thing for me. I've never been exposed to that kind of um, macro, big, you know, thinking. I guess uh, of of multiple, you know, multiple interwoven stories. 
Yeah, and you, and you, mentioned, you mentioned Marvel, and Marvel now is just, is just, I mean, is just off the hook. So much going on with them right now, both um, on TV and in film. Um, with uh, you know Venom, of course, the Black Panther, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you've got a director and a producer and a showrunner on those sets. Yet Marvel, I've got to think, is going to have the last say on a lot of stuff. Yeah, look, they they hire some really you know amazing people, and um, uh, it's been really cool kind of working with them. Um, they that they, they trust implicitly, you know, and they they they're always in communication with each other, and they're always kind of making sure that. They're getting, um, you know, their point across, and 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 um, they're they're, they're inter, in, intertwined. That gets a little complicated, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why Marvel is marveling because they do it so well. It is complicated. It's a huge, complicated beast, and being part of it is amazing. I wanted to I wanted to ask you this: when you started acting in in Australia at a young age of sixteen, did you have any idea that you would be going this far? I mean, obviously, you wanted this so bad. Again, you mentioned, you know, your dad kind of raised his eyebrows because for a lot of families, you know, the arts, whether it be acting or singing or dance, etc. But did you really think that uh, you'd act one, one day end up, uh, you know, in Hollywood uh, doing all this stuff? Because, man, you've you've done a lot. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Yeah, um, I did, actually. I did. And not in an arrogant way. I just kind of, I got some good advice along the way, like reach for the reach for the stars, but keep your feet on the ground. My, my agent in Australia, Aaron Michael, he's a, he's a good guy and he... He kind of said, like, he's a, what I call a tough cookie, you know, tough but fair. And, and you know, like, head down, ass up, let the work speak for itself. You know, he, kind of, <laughs> he kind of believes, like, that kind of stuff. And, um, and I think that's what Australians kind of respond to. They're, they're not too pretentious. They want to they wanna do the job, you know, have a laugh doing it. We're not saving the world. We're making kind of content, which, look, sure. is important. But there's people out there that are actually saving lives, you know. Oh, yeah. And, um, and so... So I think it's important to you know be truthful to the to the subject matter and try to do as best job you can and and but and I don't know there's no real need to be difficult exactly um, yeah so but sorry to circle back to your thing I I kind of I thought if I just um, keep chipping away at it and you know play my cards right and and um, uh, you know let the work speak for itself be good you know show up on on time yeah actually here's an interesting thing that you might uh, that might find interesting like. I've got a bit of, I've always had a bit of a producer's mind. It's not just about like our acting and, and my process and, and whatever kind of, uh, I, I would kind of, I'd be the guy on set who would work out what it costs to make the show on a per second basis. Ah. And so Sea Patrol, for instance, to give you an idea was $3.30 a second Ooh. to make it. Wow. So if you're 10 minutes late, you know, that's like two grand, two and a half grand right there of, of money that's just disappeared, you know? So it gives you a new perspective when you're making a coffee or when you're mucking around or when you're late or whatever it is. Right. But, um, six for the last, the last, um, episode of six, it was $9 90 a second. Right. So, so again, that gives you an idea of the scale that we're dealing with. And so, you know, you you mess around. It's it's quite an expensive kind of you know exercise. <laughs> you're being I mean, you're being very precise. I mean, uh, down to the second. That's uh, I never looked at well, it that way. That was I think I think in the downtime. You know, us actors have a lot of time to, to sit around and wait. <laughs> and uh, I, I just remember doing the you know the big budget for the episode, and then you know break it down to a per second basis. Those are the things you think about when you're on your way to craft services. Right. Sometimes, yeah. yeah, not all the time, but yeah, sometimes, and um um. um I think if you're aware of stuff like that, I think it actually helps you stick around as well. 
Because you're like, oh, wait a minute. It's not all about me. There's a big mechanism here. And everyone's got a job to do. And, you know, do it well. I like the way you think. I think that because just because you think that way, you probably will be a producer at some point. I mean, doing stuff. I can I can see it because you really have a mind for that. I mean, you you, you know. And again, time is money. I, I, I totally get that. Yeah. Josiah, you've worked on sets before and you know when they uh, when they call you, you... Uh, you yeah you i mean you have to be there i mean you have to be i mean early <laughs> i mean you have to be early i mean i i, I had a friend who uh, who landed a really big role on glee and he was 15 minutes late because he was stuck in traffic and they never asked him back and he was supposed to be uh one of those leading characters for the wow. whole uh season oh wow so it's very important yeah yeah and for what you do, just side of the music and music as well, recording studio time, uh, very very expensive. Oh yeah, so expensive. Yeah, so that's uh, that, that. I like the way you you think on that, Nikolai, for sure. I I just looked. I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit, just a little bit here, and we're kind of running a little uh, a little late because we had the little glitch, but it's all going to work again. Post production is amazing. You were on Fargo. I was. Yeah, that was um that was last year, and um. My, my my whole storyline got completely butchered, unfortunately. But Aww. what a what an honor to still be on it, you know. <laughs> um, so I flew out to Calgary and I and I filmed there for the uh, um, for about well, actually on set it was only about three four hours, but I was there for about five days. Wow! <laughs> and um, it was really really kind of a cool experience to be on that big you know big show like that. Very well known. Um, but yeah, in the end, my five scenes that I filmed, or sorry, that, that in the original script that, that I was supposed to do, like it was, um, I was playing a, like a, a, a LA actor pretending to be a Russian thug, kind of selling drugs to this guy and kind of extorting him as a result. And then it turned into like, oh, instead of an LA actor pretending you're just going to be an actual Russian thug selling drugs. <laughs> and then and it kind of dropped down to one funny scene. Like it was, it was a hilarious scene. And then in the end, what what ended up like a, you know being on TV was actually just um, like literally a three second montage. <laughs> wow! And again, another, another case of a movie Fargo, of course, so epic, and then taking it and making it making it a TV series. Uh, that was very good thinking on their part, and the seasons have been uh, have been phenomenal. Yeah, um, yeah, very, just very cool to be part of that. Great show. Billy Bob Thornton, of course, was in uh, a few seasons back, and. Uh, just amazing acting. I mean, this guy was, and he's and he's intense as it is, but in that role and on that show, it all just worked. I mean, uh, it was uh, very very entertaining to watch, and and I find myself going back to watch those episodes too. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then again, you again bouncing around just a bit. You've got a new project coming out, also Mile Twenty Two. So let's talk about that. Yeah. That's about the break. So, man, okay, how lucky am I? Australian actor living in you know the dream in Los Angeles, and uh, and he's got three projects coming out this year. It's it's a very cool feeling. So it's it's, it's nice to be happy. Um, uh, Mile Twenty Two is Mark Wahlberg and uh, Peter Berg's new summer movie, and all I can say, man, is buckle up. It's very cool. <laughs> I can't wait. Have you guys seen the trailer for it? I have not. Uh, I'm gonna, man, I'm gonna well, look at it. It's, um, it's it's just been it just dropped. I think maybe two days ago, and okay. it is it is on. I'll look for it. But what what yeah. a great cast! That's gonna be yeah. amazing. Yeah. Look, I mean, you know, my character is um, uh, look to be you know in a film with John Malkovich and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Very cool. Again, John Malkovich, um, very intense. 
you know. But it um, each each project you work on, I think th- you, you kind of learn stuff, right? I mean, you'd be silly if you didn't, man. I yeah. um, I kind of take pride in in learning from everyone, and uh, you're not you're not you're no better than anyone, and uh, and everyone's got something they can teach you. Exactly, exactly. The uh, do you go back to Australia to visit? I do, yeah. I was there um, maybe about a month and a half ago um, for for about a week, but um, um, that was just like a little lightning visit uh, to see my family. But I, I, I really want to go properly um, some, later on this year. I, yeah, I miss my friends and family very much. And you are recently married, so congratulations there. That's uh, it's great. Yeah. It's uh, I, I feel uh, very blessed. Josiah, go ahead again. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I said yeah. No, that is. I, I mean. I, it's such an and does your does your wife live here in LA? I I forgot to ask that. Yeah, she's um she's from the Orange County, uh, uh, born and bred, and um yeah, we live here in um, uh, Fairfax, uh, in LA. Oh, wonderful! Oh, next to all the, all the skateboarding community, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I see them lining up for their new shoes. It's quite a, a experience <laughs> for me. I know. I I can't imagine waiting in those lines for like hours just to get these new shoes. But yes. hey, it's the culture, man. They're there, you know, the night before, and um, yeah, um, whatever floats your boat. So yeah, Fairfax. So you're close. You're close to Pink's, which is great. Best hot yeah. dog in town. And again, Cantor, uh, Cantor's Deli as well as down there. Yeah. And yeah. Um, of course, the Grove has got uh, just. I mean, you're really in a good spot there. You've made a life for yourself here. Um, Great movie projects and uh, easy access to fantastic restaurants and fast food. I'm a very lucky man, Mike. You're, you're, I, uh, and I know it. Living the dream, living the dream for sure. <laughs> and I've got to ask you this: I ask, I, I ask all our guests, um, do you ever get spotted? You know what? Not really. Not, um, every now and then, I get spotted. I had a. In fact, when I first started dating my uh, my now wife, we went out to a basketball game. And she said, you know, I said, oh, I'm an actor. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. She wasn't impressed anyway. But then she, um, I got, like, when we were walking out of, of our um, um, Clippers game, this family walked up to me like, excuse me, are you on Sea Patrol? And I went, yeah, yeah, they're an Australian family. So that was really, like, really bizarre for her to, to, to see that. And then about 15 minutes later, we are going down to the car, um, and the, the gentleman, like, you know, the, the valets, he, he's like, um, his eyes lit up when I, when I, when we approached and he goes, Hey, um, my friend who's the other valet here, he, he was talking about you cause you're on camp. Um, <laughs> sure that had just come out uh, about a year earlier. Um, and anyway, my wife was, you know, laughing at both at, at the ridiculousness of it. And then at me, cause I, I got a little bit embarrassed, but, um, yeah. look, I, I, no. I don't get I don't get uh, I don't get recognized all that much, uh, and I and I and I quite like it like that. I'm sure, very much so. Josiah, yeah. you get recognized every now and then. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> not as much anymore because you know, like once you're out of the screen, I, I don't know. But yeah, 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 it's it's very interesting. Um, I, I've already told you about the story about the little kid in the Target. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but it's. I think it. You know. He, I. I think Nikolai is right. It's. It's a lot better when, depending on what kind of person you are, because there's a lot of people who like to be famous and like oh, I want to be famous. That's my goal. But then there's more people who are more focused and passionate about the art itself. That you know, 
like Sia, for example, she didn't want to be, she wanted to live out a normal life without having to be bothered. So she made it a huge point to keep her identity uh, less exposed. Gotcha. That's, yeah. And I think that's, um, that's personally what kind of what I respond to more. The, um... Yes, and I, I totally understand that. Like that's, I think most artists who are doing their art, like acting or singing or or even, gosh, I don't even know, <laughs> the modeling. <laughs> they, uh, I think a lot of them who are passionate about their craft are more to themselves. It's um, it's it's again, you mentioned they're respecting the craft because it is a job. As at the end of the day, you go home and try to unwind. And uh, try to decompress, and only to do it five hours later. So, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I feel yeah, you on that for sure. You have been uh, very gracious. Uh, six, you're on there right now. Mile twenty two coming out as well. Any yeah. chair, any charities you're really involved in or feel strongly about? You want to talk about real quick? You know, um, uh, there's a charity in Australia called Beyond Blue, which I, I personally really respond to. It's it's about mental health and awareness and like depression. In particular, and I think it's um, that's something I don't know. I've always been very lucky and blessed. I think with with having a pretty happy-go-lucky outlook on life, and yes. and, and kind of um, you know, I live by a couple of mantras like create your own luck. Right. So you know you 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 can't expect anyone to do anything for you. You gotta you know you gotta make the phone calls. You gotta shake it off. You gotta um, I don't know. Just be pushing and. Um, 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 believing and yeah, um, and you know, for me, here I am in the states, kind of a testament to that. But um, I know a lot of people find it really hard to, to shake off some some <laughs> kind of feelings and, and thinking. And uh, anyway, so so mental health and yeah, Beyond Blue is the Australian kind of charity that um, that I quite respond to. That's I, I'm great. Sure there's an equivalent of it here in the states. I just don't know what it is yet. That's wonderful. I hope New Zealand has that as well. Yeah, probably. New Zealand's uh, got a very high, uh, high uh, very high uh, suicide rate uh, amongst uh, amongst the youth there in uh, in New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. So um, they need organizations organizations like that to uh, to get you know folks on track. And, yeah, uh, look, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's not uh, to me. How do I say this? I don't know if it's about suicide. I mean, yeah, suicide is such a it's a it's a it's a very tragic thing and, yeah. and um for somebody to feel you know helpless and um you know i feel friends are really important and, I'm, and i've always been blessed with um um having amazing friends when i say blessed as well you it sounds like you know it's kind of not something that you're you know you're making but it, it actually is you know like i had a, a coffee with a friend of mine and we were marveling at how we became friends you know uh independently of our mutual friend and um, and he said, "Look, man, friendships are hard. You got to really work on them. Yeah. And you got to kind of, you know, invest time and energy and and care. So you got to, you know, call that person up and and have a coffee and and um, yeah, I'm sad to hear about that about New Zealand. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, look, if anybody you're going through a tough time, you know, you got to reach out to your fa- family and, exactly. and and any friends and try to, you know, kind of talk it out, air it out. Because once you do that." You'll find a lot of people go, yeah, I've I've gone through the same thing, and so when you realize that you're not alone, right? Um, I think it's a really important thing, and also you have the friends, like especially in my field, right? With you know, kind of doing this crazy acting thing, it's um, <laughs> it's easy to lose your head. There's red carpet events, and there's you know interviews with amazing people on Skype, and um, who are doing 
really cool kind of podcast things awesome. <laughs> every Wednesday night. And um, but if you're not if you're not level headed, you can let it get to you. And um, I think it's that's dangerous. And so if you've got friends that can kind of I don't know be real with you, talk and and um, bounce ideas and just be you know it's a very yeah, and if you don't have them, we'll go. You know, join a you know some sports, and um, you gotta you gotta you gotta. It's it, it's really important that you take care of yourself mentally and physically, and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm so glad you joined us tonight because you kind of you kind of have embraced what conversations is all about. It's just a conversation, and um, certainly it's very very organic. As you've noticed, we kind of bounce around a lot, but it's like we're sitting on a, like I said on a, on a sofa in a coffee house just chatting. And I think, yeah. that's, I think that's what's uh, what's very cool. And, uh, you know, we are um, all equal. It's our differences that make us unique. I do I do believe in that. Um, friendships, for sure, some of you got to work at. And some of you got to know when to pick new friends. So I think it's I think it works both ways. Well, yeah, you got to um, – what is it? Smart people surround themselves with smarter people. <laughs> True. I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You can uh, use that, mate. You I'm gonna, can, can I have? have that, okay? I'm gonna steal it. Yeah, for sure. Very good, Nikolai. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you very it. much. Guys. Any, I've, any I've final, really any final questions, there, Josiah? Uh, oh my. Okay. All right. One more question. What would, out of all the projects you've done, who do you want to work with in the future? The one actor that you would die to work with. Um. Uh, I don't know if I'd die to work with him, but I really I do look forward to when I uh, am able to dance. Um, when I say dance, not physically, like not actual dancing, but like you know, sparring uh, with him is Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, Ooh, yeah, yeah Boy, that's amazing. The big guns there, yeah. Yeah, I, I I've always looked up to him, and um, um, I think he's a I think he's a, a very talented man and a businessman as well, and um, yeah. I, I really. Okay, well, this is 2018. You you know what? The year isn't even halfway done. Well, it's almost halfway done. Mm-hmm. Actually, it is halfway. No, it is. No, it's yeah, oh, we got almost one more halfway month, done. Yeah. But yeah. you have six more months to make that thing happen. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm I'm not going to put um, a timeline. Well, no, you know what? I'm not going to put a six month timeline on it. But I, I hope to be uh, on a set with him by 2020. Well, that's yes. Good. There's your goal. And you yeah. by the way, you mentioned dance. First thing I thought was Dancing with the Stars. And I could so yeah. see, I could so see you on that show. Uh, look, mate. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be against it because um, I'm I'm all for learning and um, yeah. anything that you know can teach me a new skill or uh, you know I will I will I'll grab that. Sounds good. Yeah, Nikolai, thank you so much. <laughs> Again, you're all over. You're on fate. You're on uh, Twitter. You're also on Instagram. We can find you there. I am. Yep. And you got a website too, so um, we can yeah, find more yeah. About I you do there. need to update that, but um, uh, working on it. It looks good. Looks good. Thank you so much. Josiah, another show in the can. Thank you so much for helping out tonight. Oh, thank you. And you've always got just the right questions to ask at just the right time, and that's what makes the show just kind of flow. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff, guys. Folks, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, this is Conversations. So long. (laughs) 